Challenging men to be great men. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. I want to talk to you about one of the plagues that is absolutely haunting our society right now. And that's what some people call toxic masculinity. Let me say right up front, if what people mean by the phrase toxic masculinity is is what I would call normal masculinity, men being men, um, men men living out noble lives, men being distinct from women, uh, men believing that there's a way, a craft, a lore, a duty, a discipline of manhood, well, then I don't call that toxic. But there's absolutely no question that we have a form, I'll use, I'll use my preferred approach to, of toxic masculinity, um, which is a deformity of true masculinity. The sex abuse situations, the sex abuse sickness that we see permeating our society uh, is just, just so deeply troubling. From Harvey Weinstein in uh, Hollywood, uh, to people in the U.S. Congress, to people in sports, to people in entertainment, um, we are seeing resignations, we are seeing allegations, we're seeing people resign, maybe if not resign, at least not run again for Congress. Um, we're seeing people's lives um, uh, destroyed uh, at least famous people fall, I guess is what I want to say. If I don't really care that their lives are destroyed if they've done these horrible things. Um, in Hollywood, uh, it, it, is, it is horrible, horrible, horrible. And, and I want to say to all of us as men that we all know that we all know people like this. We know people who speak of women in this way. We know people um, who have no problem groping and grabbing. And if they get a woman alone, they're all over her, or at least they want to be. Uh, we, we know what this is. And I want to say some things about it uh, that may be controversial, but but the reason I want to talk about it bluntly is that that's part of what this podcast is devoted to, and I mainly I'm devoted to you being a great man, the best man you can be. So I want to say, first of all, that I think it's fairly obvious that porn is behind a lot of this. Now, I, I know that some of you, I mean, all of you know that I'm a Christian, and yes, I think with a Christian grid, and I'm not going to apologize for that. But, but I'm not just being preachy here. You know, when you watch porn, um, every woman is willing and is eager and is horny and is hungry. And the man, no matter how ugly he might be, he's just desired and women are all over him and they do his every whim and they're whimpering and they want everything and they're just open to everything. And it creates an understanding of women as the ones to be done to. Uh, porn comes with a worldview. It comes with a philosophy. And it is basically that every woman really wants it, whether she realizes it or not. Yes, she actually wants to have some man put his hand up her skirt on the subway. Yes, she actually in the office wants to be felt up or approached or sent nasty notes. Uh, yes, porn tells us that we ought to send pictures of our penis uh, by cell phone to some, you know, even a minor, as we've seen recently in politics, um, you know, who, who's unsuspecting. And, and I mean, this is what porn tells us. Every woman wants us, whether she realizes it or not. 
We just need to approach her. We just need to make our intentions known. In shocking and surprising way, this will be a turn on and she will devour us. Well, that's a lie. It's a lie. And you know that it's the lie beyond a politician sending a picture of his penis uh, to a minor. You know that's the lie behind a Harvey Weinstein molestation, apparently. I don't know the man, but apparently with dozens and dozens of women. You know that's the lie behind if Bill Cosby has done what he's accused of, um, you know, the drugging of women so you can take them. Uh, although why you would drug them if they all want you, I don't know. That seems contradictory to me. Um, it, it, it's the lie behind a politician, Mr. Conyers, uh, uh, you know, molesting so many women that now, though he's a legend uh, of the left, he's not going to run for office again. It's a it's the lie between behind Al Franken's misdeeds. I could go on and on and on, but porn or porn images or what porn pours into a masculine culture is behind a lot of this. You've heard me cite the stat many times because I do a lot on university campuses. The stat is that twenty percent of women on colleges and universities in America are sexual molested. Well, I got to tell you, I think that porn's behind that. And and this is not just me preaching. This is not just getting me getting on the soapbox. But if we're going to try to deal with this, this version of toxic masculinity, not, not people calling toxic masculinity what is actually good and noble and right masculinity, but this, this stuff, which is in fact toxic, we've got to look at its sources. And this doesn't just arise naturally between two men. I got to tell you, two six-year-old boys uh, don't just arrive um, at the molestation of girls. They don't just, they don't just come to that conclusion out of their own brains and their own souls and watching Saturday morning cartoons. Um, they are shaped by, if not porn directly, a manly culture, a, a culture of men that is in turn shaped by porn. Because no male comes out of the womb thinking he should rape, dominate, feel up, accost, um, exchange for professional favors, uh, sexual activity that is, that is forced on a woman. Never. That would not occur to a young man. So I want to say, first of all, that the porn has got to be at the heart of this. And of course, you know, you all know because you know where I come from that obviously I think porn is an immoral thing, but I'm, but I'm not basing what I'm saying on that. I'm basing what I'm saying on the uh, psychological imprint, the cultural imprint of porn, which I think we have to realize is a problem. I frankly don't know why feminists, and I consider myself a Christian feminist, I don't know why feminists haven't been railing uh, against porn more than they have. It has to be because of its connection to Hollywood elites and so on. Number two is this. Uh, in almost all of the situations that I have heard about in my life, counseled men regarding, watched in this recent spate of sexual abuse allegations, I have to say um, that there was a culture of abuse immediately around the man. Uh, whether it was inspired by porn or not, and I suspect that it was, there was a culture of abuse. There were enabling friends. There were people who looked the other way. There was an attitude that if women went into the, his office, that they were certainly going to be done uh, done to. Um, there was a culture. Now, what is a culture? A culture, as I often say, is what is encouraged to grow. So in Harvey Weinstein's office, in the politician's office, uh, on the staff, on the, you know, wherever it might be, on the comedian's tour, on the football team, wh wherever it might be, on the Olympics, uh, the Olympic gymnastics team with the doctor, 
There's a culture. There's a, there's our things encouraged to grow. There's a nastiness. There's an attitude towards women. Uh, there's a way we speak of women. There's an attitude towards sex. Um, there's a diminishing of people that leads to these activities. All people are the product of a culture. And when it comes to an abusing man, he has arisen from a culture that somehow made this possible. We need to be aware of that. My point's not to a cost. I'm not going to have anything to do with Harvey Weinstein or whether he's guilty or his trial or any of that. Um, But I can learn from it. And I can say to you as men, look at the culture around you. Does your locker room culture, does your family culture, does your, uh, the, the, the men that you hang with, is there a culture that is abusive in its nature, abusive in, in its tent, in its humor, in the way it regards women and what it's teaching young men? Is there a, do you, do, do you, do you, do you go on a hunting trip and stop off at a, at a restaurant and, and, and the, the, the kind of curvaceous waitress is serving you. And when she walks away, nasty things are said about what you want to do and what she probably wants and what you would do if you could bend her over the table and all that. Yeah, I'm being graphic, but all of us as men know that this is what we hear. And this is what some of us are in the midst of. And I'm saying you want to change the man, change the culture. You want to change the man, change the culture. You want to change the crime, you got to change the culture. If you want to be a better man, if you don't want these thoughts in your head, if you don't, if you want to be part of the solution in our generation, change your culture from a lust-ridden, porn-ridden, you know, women are to be taken kind of thing. Now, I want to be very clear to say that I am 100% in favor of passionate sex lives and marriage. I love sex. think it's the greatest, one of the greatest gifts of God. I am not anti-sex. Uh, I, I want young men to be prepared for great sex lives. Uh, so what I'm saying is not anti-sex. I'm anti-abuse. I'm anti the abuse that porn encourages. And I'm anti a toxic masculine culture that treats women as, as just something to be taken or done to. And by the way, not just women in our current culture, that can be as much about men as it can be anything else. Look at the culture around you. Look what's feeding it. Look what's encouraged to grow. If a new person joins your group in six months, are they going to be better, nobler, kinder, gentler, more moral? Are they going to be less so? Your culture, the culture around you, the culture of your buddies is producing something. And and finally, on this topic, I want to say this. You know, every man has got to realize that what you watch, what you expose yourself to, what you do plant seeds in your soul. Harvey Weinstein did not get there overnight. Uh, The abusing politician did not get there overnight. The abusing uh, comedian did not get there overnight. The actor who molested people did not get there overnight. Um, they, They fed their souls in a way that took them in a certain direction. So what you watch, uh, what you talk about, uh, what you read, this is shaping who you are. This is a simple moral lesson, but we, we've got to realize that we become what we behold. We become what we behold. How do we expect the 14-year-old who's watching uh, porn that's, that's basically a man molesting a woman, uh, how do we expect him to be any different if that's what he watches two hours a week? We become 
what we behold. So if we want to be great men, we need to keep images of masculine greatness in front of us. If we want to be noble men, we need to keep noble images in front of us. What does it mean to care for a woman and treat her in a noble fashion? What does it mean uh, to keep your sex drive in check and wait for marriage and, 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 and have a passionate, wonderful sex life that hasn't been ruined by years of watching porn and living in a fantasy land that doesn't match reality? Um, what does it mean to build a culture and encourage things to grow in your own soul. I think, I think that it's a little hypocritical for us to hammer Harvey Weinstein and hammer Kevin Spacey and hammer uh, Representative Conyers and others uh, for their misbehavior. And I could talk about dozens of others, uh, you know, Wiener and a, a whole bunch of other people. How, how, how hypocritical is it for us to hammer them, but then be feeding our souls regularly with the same stuff that caused them to become perverse? I want you to be great men. I want you to be noble men. A lot of that is about the diet you take in. So watch the porn, watch the culture growing around you and ask yourself, what am I feeding in my soul? I want you to have awesome sex life with a woman you're married to. And I want you to, I want you to live out everything that sex was made to be and have an exciting, thrilling, glorious sex life. But the three things we're talking about now, porn, an immoral cultural around, culture around you and feeding your soul on perversion, sickness, abuse, things like that. It's going to ruin the promise of the good things that you can have. Be a great man. Be intentional about how you feed and what cultural waters you swim in. To join the great man community or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, Go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's two essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men and Building Your Band of Brothers, as well as some other great resources for becoming a great man. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production.